Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on a Saturday afternoon. Please help me welcome Laura Tolosi. She is a non-diet weight loss coach, which I think is gonna spark everybody's interest right off the bat. So we're excited to dive into all things health today. We're gonna to talk about emotional metabolism, cravings, how stress can play into your weight loss journey. And she's gonna give us some really cool tips on how to be able to solve that and really work on the all new you mentally and emotionally going into this new year. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Stacia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm truly grateful to be here. And, you know, as I've always listening to your podcast, I, you know, I listen to the other women you have on and how inspiring they are. And so I'm just grateful and thankful to be a part of that audience. And my intention is to you know, any woman who's listening to that, they, you know, take home something as well as, as I have. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. And you're not in the audience, like you're part of the community yeah. now. So yes. <laughs> whether you like it or not, you're here. Yes. hundred percent. Would you mind telling us a little bit about your story and like, where's your background? How'd you get to where you are right now? Um, so I've always been, I guess in terms of, you know, professional, I've always been, um, loving a lover of food so it came through loving food and also definitely through my own uh weight loss you know issues things like that and so i my education was in biology and then by luck i took a nutrition class and that was the that was basically the the class that made me fall in love with nutrition and pursuing that path in nutrition so it was a combination of just my own like family traditions and cultures revolving around food, um, loving food, loving cooking, but then wanting to use the power of that food to first initially with my own weight loss and then to help others. So that's really kind of the short and sweet of how, how it came to be for sure. Awesome. Would you mind even sharing like what's your own weight loss journey? Like what kind of sparked that within you and what does that look like for you? So, uh, yeah. So when I was younger, I, you know, you know, obviously looking back now, I was certainly not overweight, but I had that in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so there was a comment made to me um, two times and that, you know, they were both negative comments and that definitely stuck with me. And um, I, I remember attending Weight Watchers when I was 16 years old. That was the first time taking like fiber pills, like taking, doing all the stuff, doing all yeah. the quick fixes and things. And um, you know, back in the day, it was when I was actually training, it was all about cutting calories and deprivation and um, not really the best way to approach weight loss. And then eventually, you know, I started changing and, um, you know, figuring things out that my mindset changed. So I was able to approach my body in a different way from a place of really of loving and not of deprivation and um and shame and yeah. guilt and all that kind of stuff, because that's really built a lot. What I see around food and diets and people feel shameful and they feel guilty about their, what they're eating. Um, they're, I think, you know, this, our social norms and the social media, mm -hmm. the diet culture, all that really makes women in general. And I know men too, but I'm just focusing on women to feel if they're not the perfect body or if they don't fit into the bikini or whatever makes them feel, you know, like crap <laughs> and that yeah. they're not worthy and not, not, and not enough. So I have certainly evolved, um, that that's not my approach. You know, I've lost the weight. Um, but my approach to food is so much different, so much from a, a really, um, a nurturing and a loving 
perspective versus that deprivation and shame and guilt. Yes. And I think you said something really significant that, I mean, at 16 years old is whenever you got started on your weight loss journey. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's really, really common. Now we have a lot of kids that are really unhealthy from a very young age, which is, it's really sad for me to see. And especially being a mom yeah. that we have a lot of kids that are shaped to first of all, be so unhealthy, but then also yes. not given the right type of tools and the knowledge and the, you know, it's like, how can we look at food? How can we look at our bodies and really appreciate what it has right. to be able to give us instead yeah. of, yeah, this is, this is good for you. This is bad for you. Right. You know, th and feeling that shame and that guilt. Right. And, and also part of that is that, you know, women will lose weight, but that mentality often doesn't catch up to the weight loss piece as well. So they're still feeling they'll, you know, people see them and look great, you know, to the observer, or whatever, but they, their thoughts haven't caught up to how yes. they really are reflecting. So that's an important piece too. And, you know, I, I've definitely been through that piece as well, that my thoughts and minds have had to catch up to where I was as well. And, you know, that's yeah. a good topic. That's a, that's a really good topic that a lot of people don't actually talk about and think about mm -hmm. is like, what are you going to do whenever you reach this ideal body? And, and a lot of times there's a lot of bad relationships that are also developed with a food that may be to cope with some mm -hmm. type of past trauma or, yeah. you know, it's like, we all have a different avenue of how we got to, you know, 40, yes. 50, 60 pounds overweight. Correct. Uh, and so being able to say, okay, you know, how, how am I going to deal with all this mentally in the right. background? Like when I get there and I find that a lot of women also will be along that journey and like, we'll be losing the weight. And then we usually tend to get to this really sweet spot and they begin self-sabotaging. Yes. Yes. And there's so much of that mental piece that comes yes. into it. Yes. Yeah. What's 100%. been your own experience with that? Does anything just kind of like ring a bell come to mind? Well, I, I think in terms of that awareness of that, even that critical, the criticalness, how we have of ourselves and um, how we constantly beat ourselves up and then continue to sabotage. So for me, I think that pivotal point in reflecting like, I, I do have, I, I am healthy. I feel good and not sabotaging myself anymore was when I did have my own children and when I did have girls because okay. I was, yeah. So that I was, you know, going to the gym. I've always, I've always been avid exerciser. So that's been beautiful, but I was going to the gym with these women who all were in great shape and they, we, you know, we all had young girls at the same time and they would beat themselves up. And, and so I, you know, I was the observer and I was like, we're, this has to stop because look at how we're speaking. We're speaking in front of our own children and this is where mm -hmm. it needed to stop. Um, so that for me was a pivotal point in knowing that I, you know, I wasn't going to continue down that sabotage of I look fat or I look this or like that. And just kind of being like my, my good, I wanted to stop that at that point because I saw, I observed because I could see in these other women how beautiful they were, but yet they were sabotaging mm -hmm. and talking this negative self-talk in front of our children. And that was a pivotal point for me 
to um, in terms of that mindset and in terms of that self-love, because I wanted to, <laughs> I did not want my children to go through what I had gone. Let's put it that way. Yes. That's because our children are not only paying attention to our good habits, they're paying attention to our bad habits yeah. as well. And we have to be able to have that knowledge, that awareness, first of all. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and how what do I want to teach them? Yeah. Exactly. And how we speak to ourselves too, 100%. Yeah. So I, I love this word that you use that you talk about emotional metabolism. Mm -hmm. It's like this perfect segue into this like yes. mental, emotional side of things and then to our body. So what is emotional metabolism? So emotional metabolism is really just like we have our, you know, physiological metabolism, right? We eat food, we digest it, um, you know, everything that we take into our bodies, we, we have to absorb it, we have to process it, we absorb the nutrients. Um, our emotional metabolism is really the same exact thing. So when we think of emotions, emotions are our energy in motion, right? So it's just the system that of our energy being able to flow easily through our body. And so some people may or may not be familiar with uh, meridian points and traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture. They, they um, basically tap on the meridian points to break, to uh, make sure the energy is flowing, right? And so our emotional metabolism is pretty much making sure that our emotions are, are, are flowing, that, they're, that we're, they're not getting caught and, and stuck in our body um, and getting trapped because that can also lead, lead to, yes, emotional, but also physical illness okay. as well. So we want to be able to process our emotions, metabolize our emotions in the same way we eat and drink food. And, and then we, you know, we let them go. And so that's, that's something that we don't do in our society either. <laughs> I agree. You know, and, and so the emotional metabolism piece is super, super important, especially when I'm working with weight loss women, because um, what we're used to do in, in terms of what I see with women is we're, we're, we eat our emotions, we stuff our down and we, we, we're not, we're not metabolizing our emotions. We're not, we're not reflecting on them. We all have emotions and that's, that's a human experience, right? We're supposed to have these emotions, but some are crunchy and some are good. And so with the crunchy ones, we don't want to feel them or we, we weren't taught how to feel them or acknowledge them and then release them. It's okay. So, mm -hmm. um, that's a process along with the physical side that I take my, my clients through is be because, well, I see a lot of the um, emotional eating habits. Yep. And if you don't support, if you don't support that piece, that emotional metabolism, you're, you, you will gain the weight back because you haven't addressed that piece. And that's that piece that I, that I bring that I see that, that makes your weight loss lasting and that catches up that mindset to the, the, the weight you've lost, but now you can actually appreciate that in your mind too. So it's kind mm -hmm. of all, it kind of brings it back to full circle, that emotional metabolism piece. Yes. We do. We stuff our emotions down. And I know that's something that I personally struggled with for a really long time. And I consider myself a very emotionally managed person mm -hmm. and some, sometimes to a fault actually. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a little bit of that counselor background in me that it's like, you know, we're, we manage our emotions well because we deal with a lot of tough things. Right. And I think as women, we deal with a lot of tough things Yeah. and our natural response is to help and to serve and help everyone else work through all of their stuff. Mm -hmm. So we have to stuff ours down and mm -hmm. act like everything's okay. Whenever we could be drowning too. Right. So right. what are some of those 
crunchy emotions that you find that are yeah. typical? So crunchy emotions, like, like fear, fear is a crunchy emotion. People are scared. Um, anger is a crunchy emotion. We don't know how to deal with anger. Sadness is a crunchy emotion. We don't know how to deal with being sad. And so these emotions actually have a physiological response in our body, much the same way as when we're, you know, as, as we're under stress, it, it is a stress response in our body. And so not that they're bad, but they're just, if, if we are under those emotions chronically and mm -hmm. we don't release them, then that's going to have a physiological response in our body leading to, leading to whatever, to whatever it is. So those are, those are your crunchy emotions. Um, yeah. De depression is a crunchy emotion. Um, sadness, like anything that you would consider as negative. And mm -hmm. I've also gotten away from trying to, uh, you know, that we have negative emotions, positive emotions, but um, I've gotten away of using that terminology negative and positive because then it's, it kind of um, feeds into that cycle. So there's more like repleting and depleting emotions, right? So repleting okay. and nourishing emotions, right? That's happiness, that's love, that's compassion. Those are your repleting emotions and those support your resilience and your body. And then there's a, the depleting, which leads you to, you know, which if they're not handled can lead you towards, you know, chronic illness, but they're, they're, they're emotions we have. And so chronically they're repleting, but their emotions were high. They're good, good, bad, or different. They're just, mm -hmm. we're human. And these are emotions that we experience and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay yes. to experience them. You know, guilt and shame. I, you know, those are definitely, you know, uh, repleting emotions as well. Mm -hmm. I think what you said is so important. They're just not staying stuck there. Like we're human. We're going to have emotions. We're going to go through these ebbs and flows of life and have really fabulous things happen to us and really... Right challenging things happen right. to us but being able to move through it is that yes. what i hear you saying it's like yes. how do we move through it instead of staying stuck yes if we stay stuck mm -hmm. what are some of the physical impacts that it can have on the body well it's really very interesting because if if we stay stuck it's good you're gonna have the same um like if you have an imbalanced gut or something like that um you're when we're under chronic stress it's it's gonna have the same effect as chronic stress and so people think of stress as an external event when, when my approach is really our, our stress is internal from what we created based on our emotions. So if we have these chronic repleting emotions, it's the same thing as, um, you know, that running from that saber tooth tiger back in the day, right? You have mm -hmm. your acute stress response and your, and, and then, which is a good thing because people often connotate our stress response as bad, but initially it was good because our stress response produce hormones, um, neurotransmitters to get us away from the chronic, from that, you know, saber tooth tiger. Right. So same thing, if we're under this chronic stress condition, because of our emotions, the same things are going to happen. So um, like our impaired digestion is going to happen. So we could feel bloating, we can have problems with bowel movements or whatever. And that's could be related to your emotions, not necessarily food. So it's so it's both. Um, we can have mental mental confusion. We can have memory loss because that's the same thing with chronic stress. That's what happens. Where um, you know, our our it affects our neurotransmitters too. Because you think about it, we're when we're under uh, acute stress, we're running away from something. It, it also it also can affect fertility. Yeah, because yes. under chronic stress 
acute, excuse me, acute stress is you're not thinking about, you know, having children, you're thinking about running away. So your body shuts down that part. It shuts, mm -hmm. shuts down those hormones. You're not thinking about digesting food. So your body's shutting down that part. You know, when you're running away from something, those aren't your body's priorities. So it's a beautiful thing in the moment, but chronically, that's what happens. So that's physiological. We see that, but then we need to address the emotional piece because our emotional metabolism, the same thing's going to happen. And and that's why I love what I do because we don't, um, many people aren't hitting on that emotional piece and it's mm -hmm. both. It's not either or it's both. And depending on where the person is in their journey is where you take them through. Yep. Oh, you're speaking my language over here because it's, it's like fitness and nutrition is easy. Like mm -hmm. there, there is so much out there on, you know, it's like, okay, what's right for you individually, but we all know we need to move our body and we should eat real food. Exactly. Like that's how you're healthy from a fitness and nutrition standpoint. Right. But it's all these, you know, how is chronic stress impacting you? How's that then impacting your sleep and your relationships? Because then everything just ends up going full circle. And so many women yes. that want to lose weight and like, I just don't understand. Like, it has to be my hormones. And like, Okay, your hormones may be a little bit peace, but like, let's take a step back and look at what does your day to day life look like? Right. And this, right. are you in this chronic, chronic state of just like fight or flight? Right. And mm -hmm. we're not meant to live there. Mm hmm. Nope. No. Exactly. So, how, what are some steps, some things that you walk some of your clients through in order to help them get out of that right. chronic state? So, so what I first do is like foundational is we have to ask about, um, I get them into, most of them are eating emotionally, but they have to be the observer of that, right? So they, they're okay. like, yeah, I am finding that when I'm stressed or when I'm tired or overworked. So I get them to tap into their hunger. Is their hunger, is it an emotional or is it true physiological hunger? So that's really always the first step. Um, and so some people are really in tune and some people aren't. I've had clients who didn't even, had no idea that they were eating, you know, that the foods have any effect on them, that, that they had any, you know, they really did not make that connection at all, which is beautiful. But it's always, the, the you know, where we start. So then once you're the observer, so I invite people to observe, okay, so now you're eating out of X emotion. And I, you know, we don't take them through like... You know, so I'm not a therapist, you know, so I don't have to bring up, you know, what happened in the childhood trauma, et cetera. I don't yeah. need to do that. Um, if an emotion comes up, let's say where I'm in a session with them, they're like, you know what, I was so angry because of X, Y, Z. So one of the tools I use is, is okay, let's feeling, feeling that anger. Where do you feel it in your body? And mm -hmm. just, and focus on the anger and kind of like making peace with that anger and then and then as we're bringing attention to it, it actually subsides. So that's one of the tools that I'll do with them. And then I encourage them to do that on their own. Like if they're feeling that mm in their body, mm -hmm. and you could call it any emotion. It could be fear, anger. doesn't really matter. But typically, the name doesn't really matter in, from my point of view. It's if you're feeling it in your body, mm -hmm. um, feel it in your body. Like, it's okay. <laughs> feel yeah. it in your body. Pay attention to it. And I often use an analogy just... Again, I, I take I say this, everyone is different. Some people can approach and love that part of their body. And some people I say invite invite to like nourish that part of your body as if it was your child or if it was an animal that you loved. Um 
because not everyone is at the part of that they can love themselves that much that mm-hmm. they can love that piece. So, you know, it, I, you know, meet them where they are, but that's just, that's another tool is okay. Um, feeling that emotion and then and letting it go. And it's a practice. It's not like it comes naturally because we're not, we don't do that mm-hmm. all the time, but I encourage that. Um, then there are some other tools we'll use. Um, and again, it depends where they are. They might not even need to right. realize need, they need these tools. And so that might not be the, like the first approach, the physiological part might be the first approach. And then they start to be like, Oh my, and then that comes in and it comes in yeah. strong and they'll realize it. Like, um, their confidence gets better as we go through this process because they've released the fears or the anxieties and they'll like, they'll do things in, in their own day-to-day lives or their own work. And they'll be like, I would never have done that. I, you know, like, because they're yeah. feel, they feel that confidence. It's interesting how it comes up. Um, but breath work is super important, honestly. Like that's another way, um, another tool is just that deep breathing. There's something called heart math, which is a whole slew of tools. And one of them is just heart-centered breathing where you just focus on your heart. You put your hand on your heart if they want to. Uh, oh, I said, put it on your belly and love. I say, love your belly because if, you know, a lot of us, we, we hate our bellies, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. I, I get them into that. Like, okay, if we just put your hand on your belly and feel it and love it in a, in a fun way, but just, you know what I mean? Just kind of bring that attention yeah. and just that heart focused breathing, which is a it's just heart math tool. Just, and just focus on in and out on your heart. So those are the different type of tools. Um, that you that you can use and there's apps that you can use um to help you with that to do it on your own you know so you know whatever they're they are tapping is another one Mm -hmm. that i love to use um and so which is interesting so i'll i'll um so i have group you know group calls and i'll bring in i'll bring in some expert speakers and so i had someone come in do an emotional freedom technique tapping and and afterwards, one of the clients was like, ah, I, I was, that resistance was coming up when she was saying these words, because you make these statements when you're tapping. And I said, that's good. <laughs> that's what's supposed to happen, because you're, you're bringing it up, you know, and I, and I don't want to know, I don't need to know the why unless they want to share that with me. Right. But, but feel that resistance. You know, what did that trigger in you? Why did that trigger with you? And then, you know, release it as best as possible. So, um, it, and it's a process. Like, this is all a process. Like, I I can tell you, like, this is what I do. But it's a pro- it does take time to do it. It doesn't happen overnight, does. for sure. I like that you highlighted that. It's like, it's a process. Yeah. And mm-hmm. So many of us start coaching for, whether it's weight loss or business, whatever it may be. And, like, we're looking for the end result. And it's like, we just automatically be like, okay, we want to start here. We want to be here. Like, how, what's the fastest way to get there? Right. And I like, I get it. But when we step back, and we we're able to say like, this is a process and the yeah. process is never ending. I think the right. more that you can begin to actually enjoy it yes. and be present in it and yes. get to this point of this mind body connection. Yes. Like I'm going to constantly, my most successful clients have been with me for I mean, two years, three yeah. years, like yeah. go long term. Yes, I agree. Me too. <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. Like mm-hmm. you're like, I just love what I do. I'm like, I love what I do when I'm able to like sit in this yes. with people and the longer, the better. Yes. I'm like, I just know they're going to continue to get better and better yep. and better. And yep. I'm sure you invest in yourself and obviously thousand percent. look at experts and you bring other people in. It's like, I'm constantly looking and improving myself. 
mm-hmm. uh, because, because we're the coaches, but we don't know it all. Right. And we got to get better too. Of course. Always. I'm always uh, working on myself. Always, 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 you know, something for, sure. that for my moms that may be listening that when you talked about that, you know, it's like, Oh, Hey, even like touching your belly. So it's a practice that I've been working on with my son. So my son is three and he's autistic mm-hmm. and he's nonverbal. And I feel like we don't have terrible twos. Like we've gotten to some huge meltdown threes mm-hmm. and there's these little techniques. It's like, no, I, he can't understand everything that I'm telling him and he can't communicate, but he knows he's upset right. and he's so frustrated and he's such in this emotional, this emotional space. And I'll actually bring his hand to his heart mm. and I will, you know, just, I will pat on his heart with this hand and I'll tell him like, you know, like, let's pat, like, let's fill our heart. Yeah. Let's breathe. You know, it's like, oh, we're upset. And just like giving it some words yes. for him and slow him down and mm. bring him into his body. And so I don't know if any parents are listening that may, like whether you have an autistic child or not, but I think they all have meltdowns yes. and just being able to take help them tune into their body yes at the beautiful. same time i love so it's it been, it's a work and it's a process you know even with that because mm-hmm. he just knows i'm i'm mad mom you're not understanding right. what i'm trying to tell you and i could very easily like feel myself that resistance coming up in myself and getting yes. triggered by i'm like here we go we're having a meltdown everybody's right. judging everybody's staring we're in the middle of the store and I'm like, okay, we just have to stop. And both of us have to just be present with right. right now. And exactly. Ignore everybody else. A hundred percent. Ignore the external, the outside mm-hmm. for, for certain. And, and that, and I could see that actually anchoring him. Like, even if you're putting your hand on your heart, like that can even be like an anchor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as soon as he sees mom putting the hand on the heart, like, you know what I mean? Like it'll yeah. get like that. And I think, I think that's amazing. Uh, yeah. And even in the the moment, it's beautiful. It's in the moment because that's when you, that's when you need to use these techniques is in the moment. Yes. And being able to remind ourselves, even as adults, like you're going to have super triggering events that come Mm -hmm. up on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. What are those big triggers for you and allow yourself to be, to be present, like sit in the mess for a minute. And I love all the techniques that you brought up. Those are great. How do we know you've talked about cravings for a second. So I want to touch more on that. It's like, so Mm -hmm. how to understand cravings and how to know, are we hungry or is it something else? Yeah. So, so the, the easiest thing that I do with cravings is, um, you know, diet is huge. We know that, right. Getting enough protein, fat, et cetera. But just from the client's perspective is I use a hunger scale. So that's kind of how we start. And so I first need to make sure that they're not, they're not eating. It really goes back to the emotional eating, the cravings, because you're, you're typically eating out of some type of, if it's, if it's, you're eating when you're not hungry, it's a craving, it's some type of emotion typically, but I need the client to know first where they're coming from. So we get back into that hunger scale. So that's like, that's like ground zero is that hunger scale. And then they can start Mm -hmm. realizing, okay, I'm physiologically satisfied here, but if I want more, um, why am I craving more? And then again, that's that re- self-reflection being that observer, um, you know, like what's happening? Why am I craving more? Cause cravings can come from so many different reasons, mm-hmm. but if you don't know, if you think you're eating out of your, you have to know if you're eating because you're hungry or not hungry first. 
So I'm, I'm very, very big into that. And I have my clients journal. And I, I journal from a place, not, not a food journal of, okay, you had your protein, you had your fat. Ex- I don't, mm-hmm. that's not how I journal. I journal as a place of reflection, a self-reflection. So they, because if you're not, well, I know me, if I don't write it down, I'm forgetting it. You know, I'm going to forget it. I don't remember I'm the it. You know? queen over here. <laughs> you know? So the yeah. same thing when you're writing your food down, it's from a place of reflection. Not from a place of shame and guilt to say, oh, you didn't have all your water that day or you didn't have all your fruit and mm-hmm. veggies that day. It's not coming from that. It's, you know, it's yes, I'm looking at your quality of food, but like, why, why did you, why were you hungry? You know, what were you eating? But what kind of craving was it? Um, you know, what I mean? what, what, what is that craving? The craving is like a hit. You want a hit. You need some type of hit, like a dopamine hit or something, mm-hmm. right? You need that feel good. So that's kind of typically where it comes from. But they need to realize that, realize where it's coming mm-hmm. from. So it really comes back to that emotional metabolism piece. Yep. To be honest, it's really the same, the same, this comes okay. from the same place. My yep. approach anyway. Yeah, for sure. I would say even for myself personally, the ones that I've realized are the biggest ones for me are looking for energy and then yes. trying to manage stress Correct. are what leads to my cravings. Right. Exactly. And then, so now that's what leads to your cravings. So now you take that step back, what, you know, your emotions, you're having stress. So if you can self-regulate with a, like with whatever couple of tools that I mm-hmm. mentioned, then when you have, when you see that trigger or that outside external thing, you'll be able to handle that much better because you've been using these tools and mm-hmm. you will find that your cravings actually go down. And you're also going to find that the same triggers that you had previously aren't going to trigger you anymore. And that's the freaking awesomest thing is when you, is when these triggers come up, you're going to be like, oh, no big deal anymore. So that's, that's a hit. That's a, that's a home run. And I, I always assess my clients um, in the beginning, we go through the you know, top to bottom there's always questions about emotions. There's always a question, questions about stress. Um, and it's so, so cool because after, because you don't, you also don't remember how you respond to these questionnaires, but you need, but people, so people forget. So I do the mm-hmm. same exact questionnaire and their job won't have changed. Their family life hasn't changed. But when I ask them about stress response, like, you know, they'll have numbers, you start to see they all go down. That's so cool. It's so freaking cool. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And nothing has nothing else has changed, but what has it changed? Their their metabolism, their emotional metabolism has improved. Their response yep. to those triggers is different now. And that's yep. a huge win. Huge wins. And I always like to point out to my clients, those are huge, huge wins. So yes. you know, it's a it's a whole, it's the whole picture. It's an emotional piece because then these triggers, when you when those improve, your health is going to, you know, that physiological health is going to improve too, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so we know like when we're stressed, we have the cortisol, right? And that's going to, you know, wh- whatever, the fat hormone, whatever you want to call it. But those hormones are going to be in check and you're not going to have the negative effect of those hormones anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so you need to, more women need to win like that you acknowledge for them. So a lot of times we need that permission, first of all, it's like, you're winning. Like, this is a really good thing. Yes. We are so focused on what we should be doing better yes. or what we could be doing better. And so it's like, hey, you did really, really great right. today. Right. Exactly. That's a really important part is also like that, you know, the gratitude piece. And I hear it all the time, but it is true because the grat when you're 
grateful and have appreciation of the gratitude. That's like an easy, an easy, one of the easiest repleting nourishing emotions to start with. So if you're starting with gratitude and appreciation, you know, and reflecting on what you appreciate, what you, what you, what was, I have to point out wins to clients all the time because, you know, we're just always beating ourselves up and they're like, oh, but that's, that's one of the easiest emotions to um, feel like love and compassion, probably a little bit harder. So you can start with those gratitude and appreciation are easier to start to tap into. And those are easier to start, you know, harnessing the repleting and nourishing emotions. So those why like the gratitude piece is really important too. And journaling with stuff like that as as well. Um, Yeah. Personal, my personal routine is like something that I even list out in a productivity planner is, is being able to look at, I start my morning with gratitude and it's like, before we even get up, like what are, three things that I'm really grateful for. And it can be so small. Like, I mean, cause oh, honestly, yeah. it can be really hard to be grateful when you're waking up to a crying baby yeah. and I'm like, Oh, this is how we're going to start the day. Yes. And instead I'm like, okay, you know, like what are we grateful for in this moment? And then, and it, I shift it a little bit different in the evenings. I don't call it my gratitude exercise, but I look at, you know, what are the wins yes. for the day? Yep. And it, to me, it carries the same meaning. It's like, mm-hmm. what am I grateful for? But then how did I win today? Yes. And for women to know, it's like the small wins yes. really add up and they count. 100%. And yeah. you have to see them. And if you, you have to see them, and that's going to keep to continue to move mm-hmm. forward because so many women yeah. give up. Because if that scale isn't moving, I, I like to throw out the damn scale personally, but if the scale's not moving, <laughs> then they think they haven't won anything. Yep. You know, it's just a tool. People, the scale is just a tool. Like, so we can't throw it out. It's just a measuring tool. It has no emotion to it. Like stop giving it so much power. Like you said, like we throw it out if we could, but exactly. It's just a resource. Yes. What? So I want to ask you on a personal note, since we're talking, you know, wins, what was a win for you even this week since we're meeting on Saturday? What was a win for me this week? Um, oh my goodness. So I, I do do this every morning and every night. I'm just trying to tap into what, what did I, you know, call my win. Um, my win for today was just being here, honestly, is a win for me. It's it's, it's a yeah. win. I'm thankful. I, I honestly have been struggling with a cold all week. <laughs> I would never even know. So honestly, being here and um, having this amazing conversation is definitely a win because I, I definitely was struggling with a cold all week. So that's a, that's a big win for sure. You showed up. Yeah. I mean, cause besides me, nobody, nobody else knew that they were going to have this in store. So like, yeah. that is a huge win. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Okay. I want to have a, a good question to wrap up with. Sure. So you talked about even your nervous system. So what are some powerful nervous system tools that can help you release unwanted weight besides some of the little things that we already touched on. So all these, all those, all these tools are all going to help self-regulate your nervous system. And you need to, I'm going to say the biggest thing with the tools, whatever you, I want you to come from a place of, I always tell them, come from a place of alignment and something that you're going to do. So that's, okay. a, that's the biggest point is if I can give my client any tool, but if they're not going to use it, it's not going to help them. Mm-hmm. So make sure whatever tool you choose, it feels good to you. 
So meditation, right, that's a tool. That is nervous system regulation, right, just kind of being present. A breath work, that's a nervous system tool. It's, it's really going to support your, you know, your autonomic, autonomic nervous system. It's going to get you in a, in a place of self-regulation. Um, tapping is, that is really, that's, that's another tool. Um, the heart math, all heart math has a bunch of different tools. I like to do heart focused breathing. Then there's heart centered breathing. So there's a bunch of different tools. I, I find heart focused breathing is probably the, one of the easiest. Can you just put your hand okay. on your heart? I like this tool a lot. You put your hand on your heart and you just deep, you take six deep, five or six deep breaths in and, and then let them in and let them out. And you're just focusing on your heart. And what's really cool. So, so some people like apps and some people don't. Mm -hmm. So I typically, um, I don't require anyone to have an app. I recommend apps if they want to use that. Um, but if you want to use an app, the heart math has an app. And you can actually see your progression as you breathe through this heart math technique. Okay. And it's really, really cool because I've, I've, you know, I've doing it on myself and you see the beginning because it looks at your heart rate variability. It looks at your heart rate coherence um, and it, which is reflective of, you know, how regulated your autonomic nervous system is in just in general without going deep into them. But you can actually see the beginning of when you started to Mm -hmm. do this heart breath technique to the end how um the pattern gets uh, more um balanced and equal that's your called heart that's called coherence and then the heart rate variability is you know the the variability in between beats and you can see the difference Ooh, the sine okay. wave so it's a it's a great visual to mm -hmm. see if people need that visual but again i just um try to just kind of like not having to use tools because not everyone likes tools, but if they want to, that's an option. But that heart, the heart, the heart, the breathing in the heart. Um, and if you the, don't mind me asking, yeah. what are some of the apps and the tools that you recommend or that you have found helpful? So I have found through the through processes, I have found um, the HeartMath app is really, really good. And it has these guided guided um, techniques in it. So you don't okay. have to memorize anything. It has all the techniques in there. And you, you, know, you do it from four minutes, whatever. You don't need a sensor. They have sensors. So it's really whatever you're aligned with, right? Okay. I found that I liked using Calm as an app. I thought that mm -hmm. was a really, really great app, especially for someone who's never meditated before, just to get them into that. Um, there's like a, a training of just how to meditate. And then uh, the tapping solution was a, a tap, a tap, excuse me, was an app that I like. Those are using different techniques, right? They're all okay. using different autonomic, basically they're all autonomic nervous system self-regulation techniques. That's really what they come down to. So they're all different apps that I like to use. I like to suggest some people don't like tapping. You know what I mean? That's that's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, it has to, like you said, agree with them and what works. It has to agree with them what that mm -hmm. works. And the other easiest thing that I don't, you don't need any app at all is just the easiest thing is being present with whatever emotions coming up, whatever that crunchiness in your body and saying, oh, I was triggered. I'm feeling that resistance. Let me just take a step and feel it. And the more you focus on it, actually, the more it actually goes down believe it or not. And sometimes it, it takes longer than others, but you can, you'll find that it goes down. And that's, that's really the other tool. That Is I there any use. certain question that whenever like you're sitting in the crunchy feelings that you're like, okay, sitting here, I'm feeling it. I'm angry. All right. I'm feeling it. I'm really angry. Mm -hmm. Like what is the question that you would tell someone to ask themselves? 
when um, they're sitting in that emotion? So if they're sitting in that emotion, I would actually just, not that I ask them to ask them anything, but just to feel it and just be more like surrender to it. It's more of okay. a surrendering, just surrendering to it. And that's it. Like this week I was, had a cold and I was like, I'm just going to surrender to it. <laughs> I'm just Instead surrendering. Instead, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just, this is how it is. I'm just going to like, okay. And it's not, you know, it's not easy, you know, like yeah. anything. It's not easy when you're sick. Okay. Surrender. Cause you just want to get better. Cause we do, 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 do. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to surrender to it. Um, the same thing with that emotion, that trigger. Um, I just, just surrender to it you know, and try it, do your best to surrender and just to, to, you know, to feel it and to let it go. So it's, it's actually easy. It's versus trying to figure out the why. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, again, if someone wants to bring that up and talk about it, but you can just, that's, that's what's quick and easy about it is like, you don't have to go into that why and you don't need, okay. you know, like from like me, I'm not a therapist, so I don't need all those years. It's just yeah. kind of a quicker and easier way. Like, okay. Well, you know, I think just like even for me, like I have more of that analyzing brain. Yeah. And so being able to, to turn that side of your brain off and like, yes. it doesn't always have to be so logical. You don't even have to no. understand it. No, like, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Just be, just be there, just be there with it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And that's the same thing with your beliefs and like your stories, your child. So ultimately it doesn't really matter why you're there, right? Because you're mm -hmm. there. It is what it is feel it and and also ultimately just surrender to it you know that's my approach anyway like it doesn't okay. really matter um so you know it's because it's because these are our thoughts right that, you know we'll just kind of like it doesn't really matter because our emotions actually create our thoughts so if we can actually metabolize this emotional and kind of let it go it's like all right all right i feel better and and you don't have to go through that because yep. it, it could be you know, it could be hard for people to have to want to figure out the whys when if you don't need to figure out the whys and if you can just sit with that feeling and surrender to it, mm -hmm. that's, that's, I find a little, again, with me and with who I, I work with, it's easier to yeah. do that. I like yeah. that a lot because yeah. even I was talking to someone the other day about, you know, like the, the big concern and the big issue is even weight loss. And I think that's what I love so much about what I do now is being able to like use that counselor side, but from a coaching side, it's just, it feels more like authentic and who I am and yeah. I don't have to do so much digging and it's, if you want to go there, we can go there. If you don't, we don't have to. And right. in her journey of trying to figure out, you know, it's like, why can't I let go of, you know, of all this weight? What, what does my past have to do with it? And all this, I'm like, is it really impacting us right now? And if it's not, like, why, why do we feel a need to go digging it all up? Right. Right. And maybe that's not so therapy of me, but you know, it's like, do we need to dig or are we just right. doing more harm than good at this point? Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like that. No, I, I love, love it. it. So all love of it, it is just, just be present, allow yourself to be present mm -hmm. in, in what you're feeling and yes. then helps control the thoughts. Yes. Helps prevent a lot of the behaviors. Yes. That exactly. lead to us being unhealthy. Exactly. Ugh, exactly. I like it. Yeah. Good. This it. is so yeah. great. Yes. You're total, you're in total council mode today, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know. It. And that's what I think is so great. It's like you're coaching from a very therapeutic way, even though, you know, it's like, I'm not counselor, but you kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> I know. 
love it. Love it. Anything else that you'd like to you know leave us with? Is some you know words of inspiration of um, this new year? How to get started on if a woman's kind of just teetering back and forth on I want to be more mentally and physically healthy this year. Um, just yeah, I'm gonna say just wherever you're coming from, a place of come from a place of of love and wanting to not should and not fear. Um, and that's really anything that you do because we, many people approach health and whatever from a place of fear mm-hmm. and we're told we should and we have to, and like you have to, and again, in order for it to really work for you, you have to come from a place of wanting to, and and again, and making your choices from a place of loving yourself. And I know that might sound like woo woo or whatever it sounds, but it's, 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 that's what I really want for the women, for us, us as women to really come from places of loving ourselves. Cause I just see that we don't. And, um, and just really to start to break that pattern, to be honest yeah. and come and your choices, whatever you do coming from a place of love, which is this amazing emotion versus a place of fear, because when we're making the decisions from fear, it's not really coming from what we need. It's from fear. So, so go, go all in and go it because you love yourself. Not because someone told you you had to do it because you want to do it for yourself and you love yourself. That's that's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Great, great words to end on. It's like, it's all about you making yourself a priority. Mm -hmm. And it's that word of like, it's what you need. It's not what you, even when we want, everybody wants it. I really do believe it's like, everybody wants it, but it has to be like, I need this and I need this for myself. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, so good. Yes. Well, thank yes. you so much for joining us today. It's been a really great episode. Thank you. And thank you so much. Um, I, will you mind just sharing your website just for anybody listening to audio that they yeah. can connect with you? Yeah. So it's easy. It's lauratolosinutrition.com. And um, I'm also LinkedIn. You can do Laura Tolosi. So either one is fine. Right. Um, you know, I'm all about not deprivation. So I have a chocolate cookbook, you know, like. <laughs> So non-diet like, weight loss coach. You know, non-diet with the chocolate cookbook. And then I do do, you know, um, I do an emotional metabolism mapping. So if anyone, it's it's a complimentary consultation. So if anyone that's listening, part of your audience, you know, just, just say mob mentality. And I'll know that that's the emotional mentality, emotional metabolism mapping that you want to do. And I'm happy to offer that to your audience. Love that. Thank you yeah. so much. And I'll put yeah. that in the description, the website that yeah. someone can go to for that consultation. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then also to find your cookbook and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for 100%. joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.